0: What's up, guys? And welcome back to another edition of On the Break. Uh, tonight, we got every superstar wants out edition. We're in a disgruntled time in the NBA. We got a lot going on. Kyle beats in studio with the full house tonight. Got J-Mac, got Josh VG. What's up, guys?
1: I know I want out. That's for sure. <laughs> you thought, just in general. You just thought, in life. Right. You thought you could keep me on the team. You can't. <laughs> Get me out of here. I'm out of here. Dude,
2: I want out of this freaking house, bro. COVID is, is taking its toll on your boy.
1: I heard it's going to go well, away.
2: Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. I don't know if we're heading
0: in a in a better direction for you, but it does seem like we're living in a pretty uh, pretty crazy time in the NBA. I mean, I think we all like to see, you know, super teams to a degree. I like the player movement. I think certainly more than J Mac maybe does. I know um, a lot of a lot of people like that, you know, camaraderie, grassroots. I just want to see the best players on the best team. But at a certain point, it does get kind of out of hand, right? Yeah. Like you can't just be holding teams hostages and threatening teams constantly, um, I mean, unless you're LeBron, because I always justify when he does it. But there hey, a- I mean he has he has more right than you know James Harden or certainly Russell Westbrook, which you know, this Houston situation is an absolute
2: shit show. So, yeah, if you're a walking championship, I mean,
1: well, yeah, kind of we'll, hard to. We'll get into the the Houston thing. I mean that that's definitely. A conversation worth having but i mean either way houston comes out like the actual rockets themselves come out winning there so i mean it's one of those things i mean hostage is a very loose term because if you're going to burn it down anyway it doesn't really matter
2: well do the rockets come out winning, winning yeah i don't get know what of they of do houston and-
1: depends on what you get for those guys
0: the packages don't
2: look good for well for harden i mean then you keep them you had a you had a fantastic tweet the other day justin where somebody said uh the Nets are looking to throw the throw, uh, throw I can't the even remember what it, what it said The <laughs> Nets are looking to throw the house at um at Harden like picks, Karis LaVert everyone for it and you tweeted back this always works out for the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> and I just cracked <laughs> up, dude. It's like KG 2.0. Um we'll, I mean, you could get that that Russian over. What's his name? Porkovich? I can't remember his name, but uh not Porkovich. know it's not Porkovich. Yeah, no, it's you're, not Porkovich. <laughs> you're getting but Harden in his prime <laughs> versus Russian. KG
0: was like, dude, I mean Danny age really fleece in case he was like 36 or seven when that happened so yeah I mean it's certainly a different a different trade but I mean I I don't understand Harden's point of view of like you know it's the only team I'm going to go to like you're not willing to go to any other team in the in the league I don't, and just to be like is he going to be the first option there
1: I like that's a lot no, of ego no. in the same room dude like that's a lot of ego in the same room
2: and no leaders.
1: And no leaders.
2: That's a very good Zero point. leaders, lots of ego. That's a recipe for failure, my guy.
1: But,
0: we, but I think we could all agree that Kevin Durant's probably the best scorer of the last 15 years, and you're going to have him just naturally with the way those other guys' skill sets work, not in the flow of the offense, right? Like, they're not going to be getting him the ball. They're going to be doing their own thing. There are going to be some isolations, and I just don't see why you would want Kevin Durant if he's – 85 to 90% of what he was before coming off his Achilles. I think he could be 95% of it at this point, based on what I'm hearing. But you don't want that guy taking 16, 17 shots a game. Like you want that guy being your main shot, shot taker, um, even if he's not your main shot creator. But I just don't see it. Like maybe with just Harden or just Kyrie for sure, I could, you know, you could talk me into it. But all three, I, I, I don't know. That makes sense to me.
2: No, yeah, I agree. And, and here's the deal like none of those guys share the ball. Even when KD went to Golden State, he was uh, he was a ball stopper. You know, he's the maybe the best ball stopper of all time as far as the ability to score. But he wasn't he didn't always work within the flow of of the Warriors offense. And I, I have buddies that are Warriors fans and, and I've talked to people that are from from San Francisco that say, yeah, we feel like our offense is more disjointed ever since KD has joined. So Kyrie has never been a a player that plays within the floor of the offense. And James Harden was the offense in Houston. So it's like, there's a difference between having three great players on the court and having them all be great and having three great players on the court that all make each other better. And that was what was beautiful about Golden State was that they had three great players on the court that all made each other better yeah. and all played within a system and all would sacrifice for the other person and because their games were so diverse they were able to sacrifice. Like Katie's game isn't diverse in that if his shot isn't going down he can start getting other people involved like like Steph was. Harden Harden does have a little bit of d- d- diversity but it requires him to be on the ball. He doesn't know how to move the, without the ball. So I, I just I have big concerns about that team even if they do get Harden. And I
1: mean, they're kind of reworking their whole offense and I mean, really everything anyway, just getting KD back because, and you don't even really know, I mean, in order to get Harden there, I mean, you're trading away everything. I mean, it's going to be really tough to, you're going to have to do a lot of filling in kind of what the Lakers did, but I mean, the Lakers also just proved that 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 could work too, you know, and that that's not the craziest idea in the world where, you know, I mean, I was the first one to kind of doubt that they could pull something like that off. But at the same time, Josh, to your point, just because you put three stars on the court doesn't mean anything. If you don't have some kind of support around them and some kind of methodology. And so you, you are going to all be learning at the same time, but it's still, it just doesn't make sense in my head either. It really doesn't.
0: And the thing about all the other super teams that have had success in the modern era, let's call it in the last 12 years since the Celtics, you've had a facilitator on all of those teams, right? You had the big three in Boston, but Ronda was facilitating that offense. LeBron facilitated from a small forward standpoint on the Miami super team. Uh, even Tony Parker in their big three facilitated, right? So all these teams that had success, Steph facilitated, Dre facilitated in that capacity, like the 2015 title. Right. So I just think that no, even though I think Harden could be a facilitator if he wants to, his ego's obviously not going to let him. The dude's averaged 35 points per game over the last two seasons. I can't blame them there. It's just it, 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 you don't have the facilitator Kyrie doesn't want to do that naturally either where it's like that could arguably be, and I see what your guys take on this. That could arguably be, be the best three players on a team ever in NBA history.
1: Uh, probably
0: I mean, I, LeBron, LeBron Wade, Bosch yeah. magic Kareem James worthy would That's be the true. other, the other ones. There was I a time where children. Elgin Baylor, Jerry West and Will Chamberlain were on a, on a team. Yeah.
2: They didn't. They, they didn't even win a championship. I don't think. If I remember. I don't think they or. might have won one. I, I don't yeah, know I don't, if they did though. Yeah, I, I. They did. I and then, remember. um, and then Jordan Pippen, Dennis, also. Yeah. Jordan Pippen, yeah. prime, uh, prime horse Grant. Like I would say, that I would put those two teams up there as well. But yeah, well, I, dude, honestly, when you say that, it's the three most skilled individuals to ever right. be on a
0: team. If the it three goes best there. scorers, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, I mean, so, like, let me ask you guys this. I, from the Houston side of this, I mean, so you guys kind of disagreed. I mean, so, it's what what's the situation there? So, okay, you're holding this team hostage, kind of. I mean, what, you don't really actually have any power. Like, you, you signed a contract. So, it, it's a matter of, I mean, they can, they can wait this thing out until they get whatever they really want for him. Otherwise, they don't have to move him. So, I... I see it's that true, as a but then you got to
0: deal with a pissed off guy that you're paying forty two million dollars. I mean, <laughs> it's not. It's just not ideal. You're probably still going to sell tickets. We don't know, if, you know, people are going to be in stands, but you're going to probably sell tickets when you got James Harden. But when you're looking at some of these offers, like first of all, the Russ, if they can get what they want, which I've seen rumored uh, multiple times, which is a first round pick. Like, yeah, definitely do that because you're unloading $46 million Absolutely. a year over the next three years. But who the fuck's going to do that? That's a bad team. You know what I mean? And no good team really needs Russ. So it doesn't, I don't think Russ gets moved. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's more likely Harden gets moved. But uh, I, man, it's, I, I get it. Like, you're right. It's hard to give up your franchise player and you get, just let him play. He's not, you're not hostage in that respect. But if he's going to be disgruntled and you're paying him all that money and you know you're not going to win a championship and then you're looking at it like, Dude, you're you're cornering me where you will only go to one fucking team. Like that kind of burns that bridge on that relationship for sure. And you look at the package. I think it's Karis Levert, Dinwiddie, two first round picks, and there may be another uh
2: They're going to throw. There. they going to throw
0: pick swaps in it too. Okay, dude, yeah. this is the Boston you know, thing man, all over again. The best score in the last, you know, three four years in the league. I mean, that's
2: tough. That's not a great package. It's not. It's- yeah, I, I i was really hoping for the uh, Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul, and then Houston throws in two first-rounders, but that looks like that's not probably not going to happen uh, since Chris Paul's already gone.
0: I would have put it past Sam Presti, dude. He's just been <laughs> – he has collected dude. picks. There's no doubt in my mind OKC will be competing in like five to seven years because – you know, they got, you know, I don't know what it is, but I think they have like 20 picks in the next eight years and like 12 first in the next six
2: or something wild. Dude, I swear that he was just playing my GM mode on 2K and just racking up picks <laughs> and like hit on every one of his picks. And he was like, why don't I just do this in real life? Yeah, it, it's a lot it, of darts. It's to the point of being absurd. Because like you guys were on, I just read, uh, we just traded Kelly Oubre to, uh, to the Warriors for a first round pick. And I just died laughing because it's like, why not? At the end of the <laughs> day, dude, you can't put a pick in a jersey. Like, you probably have enough first-round picks, dude. Go, like, you need to start building people and building, yeah. like, building yeah. like a team. You know, you're gonna get a tryout.
0: You're gonna get a tryout, Josh, so they can just keep acquiring picks. <laughs> I know, dude. Straight away all real assets. Um, it is, but the interesting thing about that, and the re- reason I do like the strategy, even though I hear what you're saying, you know, one, I still think they'll sell tickets if they're terrible because that's a great crowd. That's the only professional team in that city. But aside from that. This is a team that hits on their draft picks. Like, we've talked about it. They drafted KD, Russ, Harden, Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, Stephen Adams. So, it's not like the Knicks where it's like almost certainly you'll smoke 11 out of 12 first-round picks. Right. Like, they're probably going to hit on half of those and get legit starters and probably a couple of stars out of that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Kyle, that was that was sly and brilliant, that, that jab at the... <laughs> <laughs> the, the Knicks. <laughs> it couldn't I mean, be more accurate. There's the name of our great. show. Yeah. They,
0: they deserve. They deserve it. They deserve it. a poor kid. Whoever, uh, what's the kid's name that went there last night? Is it taller? R- it's taller. It's the right? uh, no, no, oh, no. The kid uh, that went there last night. He's a local kid. Um, I believe he played at Dayton. Super athletic. Yeah, but Obi. T- yeah, he's uh, almost. Coppin. Yeah, yeah, he's almost certainly. He's almost certainly guaranteed. Uh, uh, a rough start to his career. You know, I mean, that's one of those places where it's just like. For whatever reason, they just cannot cannot make it work. Obi Toppin, yeah,
2: yeah. excuse me, that's right. We, um, Dolan, Dolan, it, Dolan is the Jerry Jones of uh, of the NBA. Except now. he's
1: except he's worse at it. Yeah, except <laughs> Jerry Jones keeps
0: making a crap ton of money. Like he, yeah. he could, yeah. Jerry Jones is a genius because he basically just takes. Dog shit on a field and markets it as America's team. That's incredible. Oh, he,
2: for sure, dude. Like he makes more money than well. Dude, what are the Knicks making money? I think they still make a significant amount of money, right? Well, no,
1: it's their it's where their their arena is. That's what's yeah Madison great.
2: Square Garden makes money. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, okay. That's what makes them as valuable as they are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be worth shit because they're terrible. Yeah.
0: But let's not let's not talk too much about the Cowboys. I'm in a really good headspace today, and I just don't have the
2: energy <laughs> no, to, um, <laughs> to go back to Harden. He's he they have him locked up. For next year or next year and then the year after 2022 2023 he has a, a player option so like do you sit on an angry superstar for two years for nothing
1: no you eventually move him for sure but i
2: mean you just hold you're just saying to hold out
1: yeah dude i mean you may as well like let him be i mean you know that that's the deal that you sign and you know you guys know how i feel about that but i mean even more so in this case like don't like kind of To Kyle's point, don't sit here and demand that you want out of here, but you only want to go to one place. Like that's, that's also not how this works. And that like, that's a dangerous precedent to set. It really is. And it's, it should be something that players like James Harden should be thinking about that are leaders in this league that show young guys that this is, this is how you handle business. Like Chris Paul's great about that. Chris Paul handles his business properly, always lebron's great with that to be honest i used
2: to really dislike chris paul since he went to okc dude and and actually played his heart out there and tried to win there i have a newfound respect for chris paul so yeah i agree
0: he's the most likable and unlikable guy at the same time like he's, he's kind of a dick but he's got a lot of old school in him that i really do like a lot um and i think he's gonna work on i mean let's talk about that one i do i think he's gonna work on phoenix i really do uh I thought that was a really fair trade. We'll get into the Drew Holiday one a little in a little bit because that's a massive trade too that I didn't think was as great of a trade. Uh, when I look at the Chris Paul trade, though, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fair. Um, did you feel that way, Josh? I, don't, I felt like you were leaning a little bit more towards the uh, Thunder benefiting in that trade. Yeah, I,
2: I liked it because Uber, I thought Ubra was going to be a good pickup, but <laughs> yeah. we turned him into a, a pick. So well, Rubio and Ubre are gone now. Yeah, yeah. What the, uh,
0: Rubio <laughs> ends up back in Minnesota, which is just so serendipitous for him. That's just so, almost certainly going to end in a 30 and 52 record this yeah, year. For exactly. sure.
2: But I actually do like that for Minnesota because D'Angelo Russell, I think he could be great as a two guard. Like he, he sure. wants to score more than he wants to facilitate. And Rubio... I think Rubio had the highest assist to turnover ratio in the league last year. So and they um, took that Anthony Edwards kid from
0: Georgia, who play two or three, play the wing, and he's super athletic. So you get he Rubio facilitating these these guys. I mean, I could see it on paper, but maybe like Edwards is the guy that came out and said he wasn't that interested in, in you know not that, but he's like not fully bought into basketball. Is kind of what, how it came Dude, off. What a like,
1: fucking thing to say. <laughs> what a fucking thing to say! Still
0: went first overall. That speaks yeah. volumes about this uh, this draft yeah. class, or maybe Minnesota's. You yeah. know, just looking at need, but I I need to see if he's an alpha dog. That statement doesn't seem like it. I don't think D'Angelo and Cat are. You know how I feel, and I mean Rubio can't be. So it's just like that team's still missing that Jimmy Butler. And when Jimmy Butler was there, he just ran everybody off.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. I yeah, I weirdly think that D'Angelo could be that guy. Um. i I really like d'angelo's attitude i think that he really i think that he had an attitude that is that is like the alpha whenever he was a rookie in la fighting with kobe and he made some mistakes because he was so young and that's why he got that bad rap in in la i didn't like what he did i was really pissed off whenever it happened but and thought it was really stupid but now that i've watched him mature and get better and actually continue do what
0: he was like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not exactly. Great, but
2: it was like, um, and it it was it just wasn't a good look. But as he continued to mature, and at first I thought this guy's just at, or just ego, and he's gonna peter out. When he got better, like, and you have that ego, that's when you start to be able to be the alpha on a team and start to hold other people accountable, especially if you can continue to play like that. Um, if that makes sense. So I, I think I think DeAngelo could be that guy. I don't think he's that guy yet, hmm. but they're not ready to win a championship yet.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Not not even close. I don't I don't think they make the playoffs this year. But going back to the, the Suns uh, Thunder trade, so it was, you know, Ubre Rubio who are both not on the team anymore. Ty Jerome, obviously still kind of a second year prospect. Um, Jalen, I don't even know how to pronounce that in the 1st round pick. When I saw that on yeah. paper, yeah. I was like, damn, that feels like a lot. But when you think about it, it like it really isn't. You know, like Ubre was on a pretty big contract anyways. Like that's how they made the made the money work for the most part. But I really just, and Rubio was on a $17 million deal too. So I really think it's a huge upgrade to Chris Paul. And if Booker continues to do what he's doing and Ayton progresses at the trajectory that he is, where he looks like he's going to be an all star, probably not a superstar, but an all star, uh, I think that's a competitive team next year that could fight
2: for an eight seed. Yeah. Phoenix has to try and convince Booker to not go somewhere else at the end of his contract. They have to, well, was to try good, to convince him. Yeah. That was a good That was move.
0: a good way to do it. I think Chris Paul's a really strong locker room guy. And you still got Mikhail Bridges who's, you know, forty percent shooter. Um, you got Sarage. You got a couple of a couple of nice pieces there. Um
1: And the interesting thing about that that protection on that 2022 1st round pick as well is the protections are one through twelve. In twenty twenty two, one through ten in twenty three, and one through eight in twenty twenty four. So, like, you're still allowing yourself some time to build in case things aren't exactly you know going Doesn't, as planned. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. a great point. So that's a valuable pick in that case.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. that's a great point. Do you, so? Do either of you guys think? I mean, obviously, we got to see how these rosters shake out. They drafted Jalen Smith, kid, last night, who I who I like. But do you think this is a playoff team? I I can maybe see him fighting for an eight seed, but you start looking at it, it's like <laughs> I don't like them more than Lakers Clippers, nuggets, Mavericks, blazers, jazz, for sure, and then they're kind of in that like <sighs> Grizzlies mm. kind of uh, I, I don't know man i don't I don't know if they're gonna be a top eight seed. I
2: think they might be there with the jazz,
1: I think so okay. too. That's. I think that they're going to be more competitive than, than you may think because there's a. I mean that roster is really I mean, Chris, loaded with talent.
0: That yeah, lot Chris of Paul took, the, said, though, took the to a. Yeah, Chris Paul took a worse worst roster to the fourth or fifth seed this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Fifth seed, so I mean it's a good point. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, obviously OKC is not going to be a playoff team, but they certainly will be in like seven years.
1: Yeah, for seven years as well.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah no they're they're collecting I think it's like 17 first round picks or it's more than that now it's like 18 or 19 in the next like 6 years or something like that.
2: It's absolutely out of control. It's absurd. What I'm afraid uh, what I'm afraid is going to happen is we're going to draft like the next LeBron and then trade him away for another for like three, five, number five picks or something crazy like that. Hey, that I what I'm I'm love really a good, of what's happening.
1: I, I'm a big fan of trading proven talent for maybe talent, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm a big yeah. fan Sam of Sam
0: Presti's like, you know, I would pay you $190 million, but I'm not going to do $195. Yeah. Just to save that $5 million like Harden and then just let him walk.
2: <laughs> right. Sam Presti has over a million scratchers that have lost in the trunk of his car from what I hear. <laughs> and he's so doing that with his picks now, too. Jeez, dude. Yeah. I, what I do y'all... A, starting to have concerns
0: what do y'all think about the drew holiday trade uh came down i'll I'll give you the let me get you the full trade here so it was eric bledsoe george hill george hill and three
2: first round picks with two pick swaps that's a little a little expensive but what you're doing is you're doing the same thing that the Clippers did last year where they where they traded and made the trade to keep there to get both it's Paul like George and Kawhi stay, Giannis. They're, yeah they're making this trade because the three the three first rounders aren't worth what Drew Holiday is but it is if you want to keep Giannis you know yes that's a, that's I think what's happening
1: thousand percent and I think Drew Holiday can really contribute there too I don't think Eric Bledsoe's oh, quite worked out the way that they intended it's, it's he can't knock down a shot yeah no he really can't and that's holiday he's Holliday been really special. good
0: in the regular or pretty good in the regular season and really bad in the playoffs and I, I think drew holiday more than anything yeah yeah it's the professionalism you know guys love him but it's also and he's not as good of a shooter as he was at one point he's just not as good of an offensive player but he's such a damn good defensive player like that's a guy that you know if they get into a, a eastern conference finals that can go and lock J- jason tatum Jalen Brown, he can lock. He'll he would guard, you know, KD if they were playing the the Nets. You know, and I mean that's a really versatile defender. It takes a lot of pressure off Giannis. Um obviously you're still gonna have Middleton in the lineup, like who's a versatile defender. That's gonna be the best defensive team in the league again by a fucking mile.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and really, like last year. Honestly. I'm looking at the stats right now. Yeah, he shoots 35 percent from the three-point line, which is significantly better than Bledsoe. Or I would be shocked if it wasn't, because um, Bledsoe freaking. It's a little bit better, yeah. Line. Yeah, yeah. But which it, that's not knocking it out of the park or anything. Like generally, you want guards like good guards shoot about 38, 35 is very serviceable. Um, it makes him a threat, you know, which will pull that one player out away from Giannis. All you have to do is be a threat whenever you're on the floor with Giannis.
0: And he'll get better looks. At the basket,
2: playing with Giannis than he would in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. What's crazy is like Drew Holiday to me actually reminds me of a lot of a lot of Eric Bledsoe, except for he's a little bit bigger and has a better shot. Yeah. Because Eric. He's Eric a Bledsoe. Little, he's a little what, better at everything. Yeah, he's like like Eric Bledsoe is a poor man's Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um. But and, Simmons and,
0: said something pretty alarming that I forgot about. No, I guess it's not alarming because a lot of this is subjective. But Eric, or uh, Drew Holiday hasn't made a playoff. Uh, all star team in seven years, and you just traded potentially five picks for him.
2: Yeah, he also didn't. He's he's a guy that's really slept on. Him. He also didn't get True. All NBA last year, and he was by f- one of the. I think the NBA players voted him as the tough or the best defender in the league. Yeah, yeah so it's perpetually like perpetually underrated. Yeah, perpetually underrated. I and the reason why he hasn't made an All star team is because he's a guard, and instead of uh, instead of the in NBA the choosing to just yeah in the West. So who are you competing with? Steph Curry. A guy that averages the triple double every year, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, maybe the greatest scorer of all time, Damian Lillard. Like, Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard hadn't made an All Star team before this year, right? <laughs> like he was he was snubbed the year before, so I'm not super worried about that. Um, it, it's a good, it's an interesting take. The seven years is actually really surprising to me, and it's an interesting take, and I think it's a good take, but I'm not super worried about it. If that makes sense? Okay,
0: that team is almost certainly going to be once again the number one team in the regular season. They'll have the best win-loss in the regular season, I think, barring injury.
2: Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is they got rid of of old Mike, right? Coach Bud? Yeah. Did they get rid of him?
0: No. No, that's uh-uh. –
2: that's news to me. They haven't fired him? No, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: God dang it, dude. God what's is going on? <laughs> <this alternate universe. laughs> I guess I am. It would, ma- it would make this sense. Is... If we see it on The Simpsons, we know it's gonna happen. That's yeah. for certain. But this That's is true. the
2: most crushing or er, crushing blow of 2020, is them not firing But This is gonna be worse than anything <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> how do you uh how do you feel about Hayward opting out, J Mac? I'm surprised well, we'll talk talk we'll talk about it here, but on First glance, I was surprised he opted out of that amount of money based on his skill set.
1: Well, skill set and injury. uh, Right. Like his
0: diminished skill set because of injury. Right. But I think he's thinking, let me go get, you know, long term four or five year deal at like 17 to 20 million. Let me get that. Let me get four for 80 guaranteed or something rather than just taking this 30 something and potentially having, you know, a Clay Thompson situation where you're just getting these back to back terrible injuries
1: i think that danny ainge is jumping up and clicking his heels right now in excitement because it's 34 million off the payroll nobody expected him to opt out Mm -hmm. Uh, that's probably not true but i'm i'm i was a little bit surprised given just what you said the amount of money and the injury history what this means for the celtics is they're going to be able to fill in some of the the pieces that they need to as far as uh just around-the-edge things that that don't matter as much. Like, you know, they need some backup help at center, stuff like that that they need to figure out. Like, they've never really figured out how to plug whatever Al Horford gave them. I I haven't really seen them... It hasn't mattered too much, but it also has mattered in the wrong times. So I think that this frees them up to do something like that. And I feel like their offense was really weird with Hayward in it, to be honest with you guys.
2: This uh feels... I'm convinced that either Danny Ainge is Professor X or possibly he's hired a hypnotist because this doesn't make any sense for Gordon Hayward. Like, you are either... So, one, you're opting out of a contract that you're not going to get, like, 34000000 million. You're opting out of a $34 million contract. Yeah. You're opting out of the ability to not have any pressure on you whatsoever while you watch your team compete for an NBA championship. And you're opting out of the the coaching for the best coach that you've ever or playing for the best coach that you've ever played for this. What this feels like is a five-star defensive linebacker that goes to OU because they want playing time right off the bat instead of going to Alabama and getting coached up. Like it it feels like the only thing that he's looking for is playing time and possibly being a star. I, I don't understand what's happening here um what was it that he came out with any reason for why he did that
1: haven't heard much as far as statements go and it was really weird whenever he left utah and went to the celtics in the first place he handled it kind of strangely he's kind of an odd duck a little bit but i i think i think you hit it on the head i think it's going to be a little bit less money but it's going to be more years and i think he probably does want to go somewhere where he's somewhat of a star and i'll tell you guys one thing i've followed boston sports my whole life and you know that's you know where i'm proudly from and everything like that and you only bought, have so much uh capital as far as injury excuses and things like that before you're expected to <laughs> earn 34 million dollars a year and he has not been able to do that and they've been more than patient you know everybody's been more than patient but it's it's it was not a good signing at the end of the day
0: Our pride city for not giving a shit what you've been through you better go out there and earn it That's earn it that- yeah that's definitely in that that blue collar belt up there for sure. Uh, but I, I agree. Like it was awkward with hit, like, you know, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily always need the ball in his hands, but it, he is the score first guy ultimately. And you have Kimba and Tatum out there, so it, it makes sense from a basketball standpoint, and it probably makes sense from a financial standpoint for him. Um, so nothing's came out, Josh. But I think like that's what it's going to be is just financial security lo- more long term and probably get more shots. Uh, yeah. You guys want to know who is? So big I think this is? gives. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the suit. I haven't seen any you suitors. Ready? Yeah, As soon as Woj lets us know, though. <laughs> no, I right? mean, oh no, I know exactly. I wouldn't mind who it him is. in Dallas if he would come for like Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely. Really? Not. you want to no. take that risk? No, he could just stand in the corner and hit open threes. No, I'm. I'm. A, that's one. Not how Rick's offense really functions. But uh, I, the biggest suitor he's got right now I is took the most threes in the league last year. I think. Oh, it's gonna
0: be the Knicks. You're yeah, about to say the Knicks, are Absolutely, you? the oh Knicks. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great
1: call. Yeah, no, it's gonna happen. That there's already traction on it. They, they're interested. So I can, oh, wow. I can
2: see in Justin's eyes whenever he's uh, about to dog the Knicks, like his. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a boy on Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, real happy with so it. Funny. So no, the it's... Celtics have a little bit of money to play with here. They can't go out and get a max guy or anything, but they can go out and I think you just try to sign the best big man that you can. I got to see where the money's at, but. I think you just go out there and try to sign the best big man you can, which is probably, I mean, for their offense, like Ibaka would be interesting if they have enough money for Ibaka.
2: Yeah, they definitely would. How much did that just free up from Uh, the cap?
1: I'm looking right now.
2: Well, they were –
0: 34 was coming off for Hayward, but they were going to be over anyways. But you got to look at like – because with the new – the way the cap's going to work this year with the revenue split because like potential – revenue lost due to ticket sales not being there like a lot of the players salary i think it's 30 percent is going to go into an escrow where they're not going to get that money um,
1: it's a protection so it's that, very totally.
0: strange where the the cap is at this year i don't know exactly how that works but um i do believe they're going to be able to go out there and get like a a medium sized contract at a 15 18 million
1: dollar range yeah i think so too, and i think you could probably get that I think that's reasonable, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of. Uh, you don't of need Ivanka an there. I think that pick. fits pretty good.
2: Yeah, you don't need an offensive big. Go out there and get somebody that can rim protect. Like that, that's yeah. really and can run the floor. You know who would be like you could get them for cheaper than this would be Nolan's Noel would be a be a good one to go out and try and pick up just somebody that is going to give you twenty minutes a night because they they do a decent job of the rotation between. Williams, Tice, get you, get you somebody that's going to play twenty yeah. minutes a night and just going to protect the rim and pull down six boards a night. That's all you need if you're the Celtics.
1: I'm all set on on Nerlens Noel, though. I'm all set. Yeah, on that. like <laughs> I
2: don't,
0: I don't want players that femurs match their wrist. I'm yeah. good on that. I also that's, don't like, want he, players but, to
1: eat hot dogs in the locker room at halftime. That's yeah. not <laughs> what I want. What either.
0: if what if he gets you know into a matchup where it's so you, you have him and, you know, Robert Williams or Grant Williams. What if you're in a matchup with Giannis or Embiid?
2: I mean, what if is, you're anybody and you're in a matchup with Giannis or Embiid? Ibaka
0: <laughs> gives you a much better chance on both of those guys than Nerlens Noel does. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I don't know if they, they'll pursue that, but that would be interesting. I think, you know, would you so would you all say right now, let's say the Harden thing doesn't go through. We got the Nets in the state that they're in. Would you... Obviously, I think Milwaukee's probably the favorite going into next year in the East. I would still have the Celtics over the Nets until I see it, I even though too. I think Steve Nash is going to
2: be pretty interesting fit there. That was the other thing that I, I wanted to – or that was brewing in my mind is let's say that they do get Harden. Steve Nash reminds me a lot of the Steve Kerr um, hire on, on paper. However – this, the offense that Steve Nash always played in was Dan Tony's offense. Steve Kerr played in a right. in the triangle offense, which a lot of people give it give it a lot of give it a lot of heat, but really the triangle offense was designed to share the ball, like move the as ball as much as possible, move yeah. the ball around, move or offside ball or uh back screens and things like that and just like free-flowing. D'Antoni never really had that. He had a lot of pick and roll between Star, or Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, and that's really what he saw. And I think that that's a big reason why he floundered whenever he went to the Lakers is because, also due to injuries, but because uh, Mike Brown came in and didn't want to run the pick and roll with him. He wanted to run the Princeton offense, which was a lot more off-ball movement, which was really the, the wrong choice for that team. But I... I I get to thinking and looking at Steve Kerr and the offenses that he played through. He also played under Coach Pop in the the Spurs. And and then I look at the offenses that Nash played through, and I go, is this going to be as good as Kerr? Is this going to be similar to Kerr, or are we going to have just a bunch of ISOs?
0: I think the ceiling is really high. I don't think it's going to be all ISOs. I just – I don't know. I can see it going – I think the range of outcomes here, like I think the floor is so low and the ceiling is so high. Because like if Steve can like you know, be a player's coach, which I think he certainly will be, he's going to fit that Steve Kerr mold. He was obviously a great facilitator. If he can tap into Kyrie's ability to facilitate and still score when he needs to, kind of like he did in his MVP seasons, I think that will make the offense really, really interesting. I don't know if Kyrie – Kyrie will buy into that. I would almost certainly say not a fucking chance in hell, Mm -hmm. except I think Steve Nash is just a type of person that can maybe vibe with Kyrie.
1: Maybe the, the other thing that, that I find fascinating about the whole Harden thing in Brooklyn, and we kind of keep getting back to there, but in a different way. But the fascinating part about that is Dan Tony's on, on Steve Nash's staff. So it's like, Didn't we just try what this? What are we doing here? Yeah, didn't yeah. what, what what's going on here? You know what I don't understand that part of it. I don't know why they think that's gonna be different. I, I'll give it to Steve Nash for, for putting those kinds of people with the right experience around him. And I mean maybe, the other person
2: that he did it with. Uh, he got, he got, he got some, another
1: big name. Didn't he though? I think I can't remember who it is. Uh you're right though. He did have one other person, but he's put the right people around him. The Lue? No, he's the coach of the Clippers, right?
2: Uh, Did I, get I, know that I know he's the assistant coach for the Clippers There he was, uh, it...
1: boy, this is not a good look for anybody.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, Jacques Vaughn.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. No, but he had a couple others too. I thought it's a pretty, pretty loaded staff. Really?
2: They had Dan Tony. Yeah, it, it was, it was, they also got Tiago splitter who played underneath pop, I could have swore that there was another name, but I'm I'm blanking on it. Uh, so my fault, listeners. All right, I was,
0: yeah, sorry. I was pulling up the uh, the free agent list just because I wanted to hit on a couple of the top guys. But yeah, uh, Tyler's the head coach of the Clippers. The Clippers. Now, he was the yeah. assistant coach last year. He's the right, head right. coach. Yeah. Um, but looking at, I, I think I think that Steve Nash thing's going to work out. I've I've been all over that um, since the beginning. Probably a little too much. Uh, Marshawn.
1: Oh, that's right. He did hire go. Amari. That's right. I yeah, knew there yeah. was another big name that's there. It was. I mean, I mean the thing is, I mean, if it doesn't work out, he can just, you know, spill a Coke on the on the floor and, you know, get an extra time you know?
2: That was uh, Jason Kidd. Amari Stoudemire was the one that punched the fire hydrant and, got Look, and lacerated his hand.
1: Don't, don't you tell me about Jason Kidd. I'm well aware of Jason Kidd's <laughs> okay, antics. Thank yeah. you. But, yes, that was an incredible Amari moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, looking at the top top uh, free agents though i mean obviously josh's boy fred van fleet who i mean josh is ready to throw the kitchen sink at that guy how many picks how many first would you give for him at um, least 14
2: and, no uh, but I, I
0: think i think van fleet Bog, bogdanovich who initially looked like he was going to go to the bucks and i'm like fuck dude they're gonna win the championship because that guy's the best fourth player in the league um and obviously with Giannis middleton holiday. I mean, that looked really scary. It looks like he's opting out. He's going to be a, a unrestricted free agent. Um, you got Gallo, who I thought was pretty solid last year. Um, Montrez is somewhat interesting. Bertans, which, so the Mavs are looking at Bertans Dragic, who's another interesting free agent. I think that has to be a specific fit. Um, and they're also looking at, uh, not Bogdanovich, but, uh, uh, G- Gallo, Berton, and Dragic. So it's all all these Euro skill guys, which it's kind of interesting because we already have a lot of those. So I'll be interested to see if we can land one of them. I don't think they're going to sw- you know, swing for the fences this year. I think they're going to wait till next offseason. But either one of those guys with the two picks that the Mavs had last night, with the- which are both shooters, they make the trade for Josh Richardson. Um, Hurts giving up Seth Curry, but you have a D and three need. I really think the Mavs, and I'm not trying to be a homer here, can be a four or five seed for sure next year.
1: I definitely think that. They, they need to take that step forward no matter what. I don't under, I don't know what the situation with Chris Dops is going to be. I think they're going to hate that contract uh, further and further as it goes along.
0: Maybe not next year, but eventually I, I can yeah. see that being being yeah. the case for sure.
2: If they pick up Bertons, I could see them being better than the Clippers.
0: So out of Gallo, Dragic, and Bertans, you actually like Bertans the most there. I like
2: Bertans the most.
0: I <laughs> do too, and I think no one else would agree. Very few Yeah, that's because nobody Only basketball sitting people in, he's really in agree Washington.
2: With that. Right. He's sitting in Washington. He rotates the right way. He's not going to block a whole lot of shots, but he rotates. He's a what the seven foot, guy. He's a six 7-foot shooter. The, yeah. shooting shooting 42% from the field or from the three-point line, excuse me. Yep. Yeah. For the three point line, and he's, he's he's got all the all the white guy stuff. He's a cerebral player, <laughs> locker room guy, you know. Like, um, but ultimately, like he rotates correctly. He's going to get his hands up on people that are going to the rim, and also he's going to knock down threes for you like crazy. And Carlisle loves those guys.
0: Yep, and you, I mean you got D, uh, DFS is coming back, White Powell's coming back and healthy. He wasn't there last year. He's a good, good, solid backup center, good big man. Um, Tim Hardaway opted in. You got two good young shooting guard wings. You get Richardson on, on there. I mean, I kind of, I could see, I think Dragic is an interesting sign too, because it's, it leaves some pressure from Luke having to facilitate and create all the time. I would like that signing almost as much as Bertans. And I think that would put them in a place where from a depth standpoint, and just like they have one of the most complimentary rosters up there with, uh, with the Lakers, uh, and the heat in the NBA. The like all their players complement yeah. each other really well. Like the roster Donnie's putting together is really starting to make sense. I see the vision. I mean, definitely a player or two away, but um, but the thing know, about think,
1: well, the thing about them too right. is that they in their their past has been that they don't really they don't really draft guys or or bring in guys that can do more than one specific thing. Right. So like that they, they've always had this issue where it's like, oh well they can you know, really, really good on offense, shit defense. You know, kind of thing, and, and it sort of follows that mold throughout. I think they're starting to actually put value in guys like Josh Richardson, and and you know, even in, they showed that in the draft of of looking for guys that can do more than just be a sharpshooter or whatever. They're looking for three and D guys. They're looking for guys that can complement what they have more than anything else.
0: And it's easy to do that when you have a talent like Luca, where it's like, if I get specialists around this guy. And can get people like knock down open threes and guard players and take let him just guard the worst defensive or offensive player on
2: defense. That's going to lead to success. Absolutely. There's never been a player that has been a walking offense for so cheap comparatively. This dude's a walking offense for eight million. Like and and the Mavs have to pull the trigger and win some champions for two more
1: years.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They will technically three, but they're, the,
0: when the qualified offer comes up,
2: they'll probably just pay him. Here's our checkbook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting so, move. And he's a
2: supermax. He's one of the few players in the league that I would supermax. Like, Absolutely. Him, like, Giannis Le- LeBron and and Curry. Like that's that's what I got. Just still supermax LeBron until he's forty <laughs> yeah, two. I mean, yeah, right. It,
0: I mean, it's a bad deal, but it's safer than John Wall at Russell Westbrook, though, I assure you. Ah uh, yeah.
1: Did you add Anthony Davis in there?
0: I didn't but I would I would
2: I would say Max especially now. His yeah,
0: defense but... in the finals was just like, yep, that's, that was the icing on the cake of everything. Yep. Um, Jeremy Grant's another name I like a lot on
2: for Super Max. Any
0: like you throw him on any like competitive team, I'm just like, Yeah, I like that. He guards two, three, four, he showed he could have twenty point playoff games. Uh, I'm just I really I really think Jeremy Grant's gonna be a key pickup for somebody. And he I mean he opt out of nine million, so he's probably only expecting like fifteen million.
2: Yeah, something like Kyle that. Has just started to completely ignore my bullshit, and I'm getting <laughs> yeah. sad because of it. Yeah, I'm just rolling right through that.
1: Just kill me over here. <laughs>
2: Somebody's got to keep it together. You're going to think you're gonna think Tyloo's coaching overseas or something. Um, <laughs> it's not more than
1: $15 million, though. You're right about I that.
2: I love Jeremy Grant. I would pay him more than 15000000 million. I'd pay him more than I'd pay Fred Van Vliet. Actually, they're both wow. $20 guys Jesus for me. Jesus
1: Christ. You're wow. all over the place. Hilly? Really? Really? Yeah.
0: Damn, am I going to be in a position where I'm – defending fred van vliet i mean actually yeah, i'd probably pay jeremy grant more than him but i wouldn't pay either of them 20 but uh i I think van Vliet's going to cash out from a a bad eastern conference team what it it looks like
2: five mil hundred or five year hundred million dollar deal yep and i think that jeremy grant would could very much do that as a matter of fact i would i think that the best one that dallas could go out and get is jeremy grant yeah that's a really
0: that. good pickup
2: if you can get him for 18 dude you're you're a one or a two or not a one but maybe a two or three seed if you can get him for 18
0: yeah i'm not really ready to say the mavs are better than the clippers yet but we'll, we'll see um i want to hit on a couple of draft picks just because the draft was last night i know it was a relatively you know uneventful draft we didn't have zion or you know an ad type of prospect in there but we already talked about Anthony Edwards, freak athlete, going to the Timberwolves. The Wiseman pick for the Warriors is just such a good pick. I mean, it's an obvious pick, I think. Luckily for them, it wasn't really hard after Edwards went, um, which kind of seems like the highest upside guy. I mean, Wiseman with the 7 6 wingspan and like looking at his tape, I probably I didn't study this as much as I should have, but looking at his tape, mostly from high school and AAU because it's three, four college games before suspension. He can shoot. He's basically like coordinated JaVale McGee with a jump shot, and it's it's really good fit for their system. Um, I, I think even with the devastating Clay news, because we're all big Clay fans here, um, I still think that's a playoff team next year. And I didn't throw them in the mix when I was listening them out earlier.
2: Yeah, I, I Wiseman kind of reminds me of Anthony Bennett.
0: That's a bad take. Yeah, that's a. He's tough seven. Take. He's, he's seven one with a seven six wingspan. Anthony, Anthony Bennett was was it was six ten. He was like six eight. He was he was a small four. He was a small four that I really didn't have. Like, dude, that's no. The reason it's a bad take is one, you're going to do a fantastic, right? fantastic
2: four that he was six ten. So my fault. Uh, what I what I meant was he looks like a person that is. Outside of his skill set for his body.
0: I don't disagree with that, but going to Cleveland and going to the Warriors are two different situations. Oh, absolutely. Right? Definitely.
2: Absolutely. And I and I that was a bad take. I thought Anthony Bennett was six ten, but Bennett was outside of his skill set for his body. Um I I I have fears for for Wiseman as well. I don't know I don't know that there was a good a great player in this draft to be honest with you. I, I didn't feel like any of the any of the highs were as good as Morant or or, or oh, obviously no. Zion. Like not, like you couldn't have not even close. I think that RJ would have went easily in number one this year. Marvin I think Bagley
0: would have, have gone number one, Marvin, like just thinking about yeah, recent was, ones, Trey Young, whatever. I think, I think mean, finish
2: might have gone number one in this draft. Dude,
0: yeah that that draft where it was Aiden Bagley, Luca, uh triple Young. J. The top three wouldn't have broken the
2: top ten in that draft. No, no,
0: no. Like, dude, I'm going to go down that list. I think Wendell Carter would have gone first. Like, Miles Bridges <laughs> might have gone first. Like, Obama SDA, like, first. the top 12 players in that draft would have been drafted first year, arguably. Yeah. This I, is I, I just a- think Wiseman's a good fit, going back to that. I just, systematically, for what they need, I think it's just, it's a plug-and-play immediately. Even though I don't think he's going to be a star, I think he could be a starter.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Um I'll give you that. I would be surprised if any of these guys – I did have high hopes for Anthony Edwards, but after the recent thing that came out, which I don't know if we went over that, but him talking about how football was his first love, he would rather Hilarious. play football than, than basketball, and also he's more excited about rapping than he is about playing basketball. That, that's Hell that's yeah. a question mark. LaMelo looks really good, but dude, Lonzo looked like looked, – the, like the second coming to magic Johnson in, in college and his, I think that his family just ruined him. Um, and I, am afraid that that will happen with Lamelo as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, like he's not going to a great situation in Charlotte, right? I, I really want to see MJ just fucking cook, uh, fucking LeVar 21 skunk in a one-on-one game. Cause LeVar said he could actually beat them. I hope that plays out, but yeah, um, yeah. Adobe, you
2: could pay, you could pay per view that and get, Pretty substantial revenue, billions. Probably more, probably more revenue than the NBA made during the playoffs. Actually, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, if I, if I had, if I was higher on the on Jordan as a GM, I would be really excited about. It. Maybe he drafted him because he said, "I'm the only person in the world that this guy will shut up and listen to," you know. But I, I just have high hopes for Jordan as a GM. He hasn't ever shown me that he's good at it. He's not owner. the GM. What do
0: you see in the and Lamelo Tate though?
2: I'm an owner. Excuse me. Yeah. Do what.
0: What do you see in the LaMelo tape, though? Because everything I see is lackluster defense at best. Like, I think there's better AAU defense than there is in some of the overseas leagues that he played in. It's not like he was playing in the Spanish league. He was playing in Lithuania and Australia. Cannot really take a jump shot at an NBA level. He's just – I mean, he's just a 6'7 facilitator, and I guess you buy into that. But he's like a skinny, less crafty Luka. Like, I just don't – I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. I don't think that's the right situation, but he, I guess he, he probably has the highest going back to that phrase I used earlier, range of outcomes, right? Like, his ceiling is high, but his floor is low as fuck. Like, he could be out of the league in a few years.
2: He looks to me like a better version of what Lonzo was in college. Would you rather
0: have Lonzo or Lamelo?
2: Lonzo. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, like, I, I remember watching Lamelo three years ago, and they had at Chino Hills when he, I think he dropped, like, it might've been a hundred. It was at least 50 points in a game. And he literally just cherry picked the entire game and they put it on. And like that, that's the type of, that's why he's not, you don't see videos of him playing defenses because he's been so coddled his entire life because he was a person that could cherry pick, or he was the younger brother of Lonzo ball, who was going to the NBA as the number two draft pick. So I have fears in regards to that in regards to his family might've already ruined him. He might not know what it looks like to actually work hard just because, he has natural talent. Maybe his maybe his uh, his dad made him work hard when he was really young, and then he got up to high school and he was just better than everybody. And now he doesn't have to work hard against anything, and he's just kind of coddled. I, I have fears in regards to that, but whenever I watch the tape, he looks a lot, a lot, a lot to me like a better version of Lonzo. Actually, I will take that back. A pure, uh, Lonzo with a purer shot is what he looks like to me. Okay. I don't hate that take. yeah you know, less athletic Lonzo with a pure shot.
0: Do you think he's going to be the best player in this draft? I think he has potential to be. Okay.
2: Um, I'm going to tell the- you, I
0: think the best player in this draft was drafted 12th, which is criminal, but a lot of people are scared to draft people that aren't freshmen. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, so- sophomore guard. from He's a .66 point, six point guard from Iowa State. Now, he's only a little scary. 6'6", six, six, 174. That's that's a big red flag, but he can shoot, and he can score, Smart and he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he's like Ja Morant's weight at 6'6", six, six, so not good, but just remember I said that on this podcast. Tyrese Halliburton, that's who I think is going to be the best player in this draft. Um, I think there's a a world where not a single All-Star selection is ever made on anybody in this draft.
2: I think that's likely, actually.
0: That's wild compared to the drafts. We, you know, go back to the draft. We just said, you know, what, I guess three years ago now, it'll be, I mean, you a know, hundred all-star selections, potentially like at least 50, you know, it's pretty right. wild.
2: Right, And that's, and that's what that was actually, I wasn't going to say that exact same thing, but I was going to say, I don't think that, I think there's a very real possibility that there's no good players come out of this draft or at I think least you no can get like three or four or starters, stars. maybe. Yeah, this is just a really super weak draft. Um, I, Anytime that you have a guy that's one, that doesn't have the lateral movement that KD had, but wants to play the guard position, I'm not a, I'm not a, not <laughs> like that, you know? Like, the, what makes KD great and why he can play guard is because he can move left to right as fast as anybody in the league. Weissman doesn't have that. Right. You know, I don't know I don't if they're if they're picking him up and they think that it, they're just going to convert him into a big man. He doesn't. He has flashes of those, but he obviously wants to put the ball on the floor like every time he plays, you know. So I, I that's my real concern. And that's what I meant by he doesn't have the body or the athleticism to do what he what I think he wants to do. Now, I could be just seeing that on the tape because he played for. Played in Memphis, you know, and played against a good bunch of guys like that are in college and aren't as athletic. Correct. See, but he's not going to do that in Golden State. I don't think yeah. he's not going to get the minutes that he wants. No way.
0: Yeah. Uh, what I, I forgot to ask you, what do you think about the, uh, especially since it looks like KCP's is probably on the way out and Avery Bradley opted out, what do you think about the Schroeder signing for the Lakers?
2: I love it. Um, I do too. I, I, do, I think that it's a higher level of, actually. I think it's a downgrade from Rondo, but you have to go out and you have to get another facility. Much better
0: score than Rondo.
2: Regular season Rondo? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not playoff Rondo. <laughs> I Dude, think, okay, but, yeah. I, like, I think it's an upgrade in talent uh, than Rondo, but and then I thought about playoff Rondo. But yeah, I, I feel you. I, I think it's an upgrade in talent from Rondo if it's not playoff Rondo.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the Lakers roster, I mean, it's going to look different, man. Like, it's very likely that, you know, Danny Green's not going to be on their team next year. KCP is probably not going to be on the team. Rondo's probably not going to be on the team. Uh, Dwight might not be on the team. Like, it's going to look quite a bit different. I mean, it's going to be LeBron, Schroeder, A.D., Kuz, Dwight, Caruso, you know, and, and then it's going to be a different, a different set of uh role players this year. But I, I think LeBron's gonna, you know, I think he he's like, all right, like I'm starting to sniff the six a little bit here. I think they're gonna really Put a good team. I think their team's going to look better next year, at least on paper, than it did this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, uh, it's all going to depend on if, if LeBron takes a step backwards, which,
0: yeah, I'm not every year I'm I say not too concerned he, about that.
2: Yeah. I know. Every year I say, is he at the end of his, uh, of his prime career? But we haven't seen any drop off. I would
0: like to see the Lakers get Jeremy Grant or even at a lower, a lower level, um, Jay Crowder like I think that would be a fantastic pickup for the Lakers I just think like getting some windies in, in there is just a good idea for the one to defend the players that are in the West but to continue to ease that pressure off LeBron even though we saw him be a little more defensive minded last year it's like you know if we want him to be doing this 38 39 40 like he's got a he's got a chill on the d- defensive end
2: oh dude it, yeah if if the Lakers go out and get Jeremy Grant they're a lock to me like put your money on him to me
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, what about if they get Jay Crowder? Do you think that's just makes him? A, that's a nice pickup, but not a lock.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not as high as Jeremy Grant.
0: You're, yeah, you're really high on, on Jeremy Grant. I, I think if the Lakers get either of those guys, they're in a pretty
2: good spot. Um, Jeremy Grant, you know, looking at two through two through four, he knocks down threes at a high rate. He's learned how to yeah. put the ball on the floor. Like I love Jeremy Grant. He scored I scored twenty
0: five plus and. Two games in a seven-game series, like that—that—that that, that shows you he can do it in the playoffs too. Yeah, um, if, and he's got a, that pedigree.
2: If you're a GM, if I'm a GM, I'm going after Jeremy Grant over every single uh, free agent.
0: Wow, even over Gordon Hayward? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I, I don't disagree with that take. I, I don't think everybody's as high on him as we are, but um, if you look at the odds too, obviously these are going to change because. We got a lot, a lot to happen here, but right now where we stand, obviously the Clayton is devastating. That dropped Golden State's odds from I think twelve to one to like 9, eighteen to one. Uh, a little. Look, yeah, um, I mean eighteen to one is still, you know, pretty pretty good odds for that team. So if I look at this is just on my book right now, it's I'll just give you the order. We don't have to go through it all, but right now it goes Lakers, Bucks nets are the third i don't like that value at all
2: Yeah, i don't like that either i would probably take boston over the nets mm-hmm. as a matter of fact I, I would take boston over the nets
0: yeah I, denver denver still feels a little a little underrated they're seventh they're seventh yeah
2: i would i might take denver over the nets yeah i,
0: I don't and, know We'll, we'll, we'll see where everything shakes out because, you know, if Harden goes there, it's obviously they're going to probably be the favorites, which is absolutely insane.
2: I wonder if there's some of that baked in. I wonder if Vegas is playing the is Harden going there. I think
0: so. But, I, think so. I mean, what a what a fucking series that would be to see Katie Harden Kyrie go against Giannis, Drew Holiday and Middleton, because I think that Bucks team can, can D that D up really well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Like Drew Holiday
0: guards Ch- Kyrie. Any of them, he can lock any of those guys. No, I would, I, w- I would put Drew Holiday on James Harden because James Harden is sh- strong, and so is Holiday. Middleton's not very strong. Put Middleton on Kyrie.
2: Yeah, I don't think Middleton's fast enough to keep up with
0: Kyrie. Um, put, put Middleton on KD. Actually, he's got that length. He's got those long goofy arms. He's like six then, seven. Yeah, say. and
2: then, I mean, Divincenzo's a heck of a defender too. Like they have, they have utility defenders.
0: Okay. See, I thought he, I thought he was on the move. I guess he's still on the roster. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point.
2: Um, and, and, and if they, so here's one thing that I will say that Coach Bud is great at. He is a great defensive schemer. Um, his offense is subpar, but he's a fantastic defensive schemer, and and I think that he could scheme all that. But it's it's kind of Bud, like...
0: Bud's worst characteristic is him refusing to play superstars more than 32 minutes in elimination games. That's yeah. That's my biggest critique of him. Like, let, let you fucking go. Like, right. I know you, you run a system here with the rotation, but that guy's trying to get out there. You think he wants to not play 45 minutes? He definitely does. Right. Um, I, I will take that back. I think Jeremy Grant's the second best free agent. I think Fran van Fred van Vliet is third. I think Bogdanovich is, is better than Jeremy Grant. Cause he's also two
2: or three years younger. I think he's heavily underrated. There's a zero percent chance that I would take Bogdanovich over Fred Van Vliet or Jeremy Grant. Mm. But I do Wait, agree man. that he's heavily underrated.
0: This is a this is a Luca versus uh, Ben Simmons type of type. I mean, you can you can step back on your word right now. <laughs> You're a crazy, man, if you think that Bogdanovich is better than Jeremy Grant. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I mean, Jeremy Grant's been in the league. I mean, you watched Jeremy Grant for a long time, and.
2: In OKC, yeah,
0: in OKC, and I mean Bogdanovich has been in the league. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I was absolutely. Oh no, yeah, I was. I was right about them as long as how long he's been in the league. I did not realize he came to the league after playing overseas. So yeah, he's already twenty-seven. But um, no, I, I stand. I stand by that though. I think I would. I think I would take him. Uh, to, well, I guess it depends on needs, but he can. He can op- knock down an open three-point shot. I think I would take him over Grant. And I'm also looking at you know, value too. Cause he's obviously probably going to get paid $5
2: million last year. Yeah. He'll get paid significantly less um, because like and three is at a premium. Bogdanovich isn't as good a defender as Jeremy Grant is. No, and he's four inches shorter. So I, I, I just think it all depends. Like you said, it all depends on contracts. I could see Jeremy Grant getting heavily overpaid. I could also see some team picking him up for 18, maybe even 20 and being a championship contender like the maps. like I've been saying it for all last year. I said, Jeremy Grant's coming up as a free agent and all he did was get better throughout the entire year. Um, I think he's a, if I was a GM, I would be looking at him and saying, we got to get that guy. We need to talk to him right now.
0: Yep. Well, we got, we got free agency kicking off uh, tomorrow at five o'clock. So it's going to be pretty wild. Um, We'll see. I mean, the season's going to start in what? 30, 33 days or something like that. I saw it. I mean, it's going to start right before Christmas. So things are going to be moving pretty quick here. It's kind of been sports nirvana with the masters and swing of, of NFL and all college back, but uh, it's going to be a hell of a week. We're going to come back in a week for you guys after free agency wraps up. We'll see where these rosters uh, kind of stack up and, and follow up from here. Justin's on here. All right. All right. Well, well, we'll see you guys next time. Follow us at uh, sensibly loud.